This is the Ty Butler Show on 98.7 ESPN. What's your plans today, Harvey? Ty Butler, by the way, Barton Hahn, 98.7 ESPN. You got plans today, big plans after the show? No, nothing big, big. I'm going to go home, eat my face off, watch the football, and then uh, probably take a nap or something. Who you, who you hanging with today? Family? The girlfriend? family. The mom, the dogs, the cats. Dogs and cats? Yeah. How does that work in a house? Like multiple dogs and multiple cats? It's uh, it's one dog and multiple cats. Yeah, I don't like it. I, you definitely don't invite me over to your house for Thanksgiving. Well, what's wrong with that? Work, I'm, first of all, I don't really love animals. And then second of all, that just sounds too contentious. So you've got a, a dog and multiple cats? No, they get I'm along good. well. They I'm good. Uh, give it time, though. You watch. You look. You, your kids one day. Yeah, it's not your happening. Wife. That wow. that see that's the thing that I told them is non negotiable. You can have whatever you want. The pets, I just can't do it. I can't do you it. You don't I'm, clean I'm up. Death, that's why. I'm death. No, it's not even that. Honestly, I'm deathly afraid of dogs. Like I had a bad experience growing up as a kid, and since then it's like traumatized me so much where I I I just can't stand being in the presence of, of especially big dogs. And I love how every dog owner is like, yeah, well he doesn't bite. There's nothing to be scared of. It's easy to say that in your position. When you have a, a, a phobia, and first of all, every dog bites. They just need you to give them a reason to, and who's to say that I won't give them in my fear a reason to bite me? So I that's the to, problem there. I used to be like that, too. I didn't like dogs, but then I got one, and I got over it. Yeah, well, it's not going to happen for me. This portion of Barton Hahn brought to you by Tullamore Dew. When it's game time, it's Tully time. Be sure to grab a Tullamore Dew whiskey, an Irish whiskey, that is, during tonight's action. Glasses up. Uh, to enjoying full Tullamore do responsibly. 800-919-3776. Let's hit Jacquez in Rockland. What's up, Jacquez? Uh, uh, good afternoon and happy Thanksgiving, Todd. Yo, same to you, man. Same to you and the family. What's going on? Um, so real quick, um, I have a, a quick point. I mean, I have a point to make, but um, I just wanted to um, circle back on the the music uh, as a child that used to sing, but you had yeah. the business singing. <laughs> so um, when I was a kid, my mom used to love when I sung and you know performed and did all that nonsense. But um, one song that stuck out was uh, Patty Little Bell and um, Michael McDonald uh, on my own. Oh, that's a, a good one. Yeah, so you got a picture of like a five, six-year-old, you know, <laughs> breaking singing his heart out. Like Patty Labelle. <laughs> that's a good one, Jacquez. I like that. That's a real good one, especially like I said. It's not just like you know the songs that are. You know, should be censored, but singing your heart out, having like this full developed scope of emotions that you in no way at five year at five years of age have ever experienced. That's the best exactly. part about it. That's the best part about it. But what else you got, bro? So yeah, so um, with the Jets, right now, I feel like the Zach Wilson thing is a little too. It's like too little, too late, because um, like you know, although the playoffs is somewhat within reach. But, you know, what are the chances, like, you know, Tim Boyle or um, Trevor Simeon is going to, you know, lead us to the charge and, you know, get us a, a playoff spot and, you know, more than that. So, in this situation, I feel like the Jets have a chance to actually do it right. You feel me? All right. So, we know Aaron Rodgers is, is slated to come back next season. Oh, I already season. know where you're going. I already know where you're oh, going. Okay. Listen to me. Listen to me. I got All right. you. And, you know, we already have four wins, you know, I guess, you know, we tank the rest of the way, you know, same with Tim Boyle and, and Trevor. And we get a chance to, to draft one of these good quarterbacks, whether it's uh, 
Caleb, not not so much Caleb because I'm not sure we would have that record for it, mm-hmm. but maybe a, a, a Drake May. And now we can have one of these quarterbacks sit as a rookie behind Aaron Rodgers and learn and learn all the stuff. Don't pick up any bad habits and all that good stuff early on the right way, the way we were supposed to do it with Geno Smith and Sam Darnold and Mark Sanchez yeah. and now with Zach Wilson. That, that's, so, that's the proper way to do it. So, so Jack so Wes, I look, think you just have an opportunity to do it the right way. So, Jack Wes, I, uh, you sound like a, a, a very you know smart sports guy and articulate, and it's a good phone call. Here's where I disagree with you. I appreciate the call. Could you imagine? So we actually watched something similar to similar to this play out in in Green Bay, right? Like where the Packers, and it was actually pretty dumb on their part. Or on their part, Brian Gutenkunz, in the middle of a Packers championship window with a guy at quarterback winning MVPs, trading up in the first round to draft a pro a project in Jordan Love. They were trying to be forward-thinking. They were trying to tap into what had worked for them historically, and that's, you know, Brett Favre passing the baton to Rodgers. Now Rodgers can pass the baton to his heir apparent. So we know how that played out. It fractured the relationship between Aaron and the organization, and rightfully, right? Like, you, you see that we have problems on defense. You see that we can use some skill position players on offense opposite side of Devontae Adams, and you're trading up to draft my replacement? That didn't make any sense. So could you imagine now he comes to the Jets and he's working his tail off? I, I just saw Jay Glazer on the Fox pregame show saying that, you know, Rodgers is, is trying to speed up his recovery where, you know, before it was just if they were still in the playoff hunt, he was going to come back. Now it looks like even if they're not in the playoff hunt, he still wants to return to the field uh, to prove that that he can do it. And, you know, looking at all of the, you know, blemishes on the roster, looking at all of the holes they still have to fill, right, offensive line, you know, uh, skill position players, like there's still a lot that needs to be done. And you benefited to some degree from him missing most of the season because you still get to keep your first-round pick. But having the conversation with him that with all we need to upgrade in the middle of what you still feel like is an open championship window for you with the defense playing out of its mind, with a head coach who might be on the hot seat, maybe the GM's on the hot seat, you're going to, you're going to tank the rest of the season to draft my replacement First of all, does anyone trust, after what we saw Joe Douglas do in that 2021 draft, does anyone trust him to draft a quarterback? I don't think so. It's not going to happen. Robert Sala, is he going to get an opportunity to see this through? No, of course not. Three straight years of missing the playoffs. He doesn't have any interest in drafting a quarterback. They, they, they're trying to win right now, which leads us perfectly into our next phone call because I know he's been waiting. He's been chomping at the bit uh, to get this off his chest. We go to Beth Page and chop it up with my guy, Chris. First off, let's start with the pleasantries before we start arguing. Happy Thanksgiving to you and your wonderful family, my friend. Thank you. You too, Ty. Uh, all the best. You know, I love you. You really are. I'm very happy when I hear your voice on the air. I always Thank have you. to call. And, Appreciate you, know, you bro. That called- makes me feel good. No, it's true. It's true. You know, we go back a long way, me and you. Yes, we do. So, anyhow, um, yeah, and you know, I've been calling from the beginning of the year, and we always go back and forth with our giant jet thing. And um, I get it, you know, as a giant fan, you know, Rothenberg's big into this, like he's unhappy when they win a game, and he wants us to tank and this and that. But, you know, tanking is, and you just hit upon it with love. 
you know, um, with the, uh, you know, Green Bay drafted him. Let's let's nurture him. It's such a hit or miss. Yeah. So to, to think about tanking. Um, now I was, I got to be fair. I called you a couple weeks ago and I was like, they're probably better off tanking or whatever, or, or just you know not having a good record. They're probably better off. I get it. But you know, in retrospect, I got to admit, um, I think every week these guys are professionals. They got to go out there. They want to win. And uh, it's good. It it builds up. You know, you might build something into next year. You got to see what you have. So, the, the first point I want to make is I'm all for the Giants tanking thing, and I don't care. <clears throat> I don't want to see them lose. I want to see them beat New England tomorrow. I want to see them win whatever they can. And you know what's great now, Ty? I'm noticing though, there's there's a lot of like this LSU quarterback looks like he may move up the board. There might be four or five guys. Yeah. The Giants can get, and I personally. If they finish like with the sixth best record, I would definitely take an offensive lineman. I would take that tackle from Penn State, and that's the point I'm trying to get at. Is that uh, how do you feel as a Jets fan um, if they lose? Let's say they lose tomorrow. Okay, now they're four and seven. Yeah. Let me ask you, Ty, if you could snap your fingers after tomorrow's loss, if you could mm-hmm. snap your fingers, and at the end of the year. The Jets are five and twelve or whatever. Like, would you rather be five and twelve or eight and nine? You five know what 12. I mean? As a eight, Jets, if, I, I, I mean that's easy. Eight and nine in the moment feels good because you're winning what, like four more games the rest of the year. And look, you, you, it's, 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 it's hard too, and it's also like. What's the word I'm looking for? It's it's unnatural to sit in front of a TV after waiting all week to watch your team play and rooting for them to lose. But you just what? look at it, you know, from the broad eye scope of, you know, it's in our best interest. Eight and nine does nothing for me. And I guess the, the, the retort to that would be, you know, I've heard Don say, right, like if you have a great organization, doesn't matter where you pick in a draft. But you just want to try to maximize uh, the draft capital and the, the, the better pick, the better the pick you have, the better you will, you know, in theory do as far as your success in the draft. But, yeah, I'd I, I take 5-12. and 12. I guess the difference between us, Chris, is that uh, you could beat your team because you're a Giants fan. You should be in the market for a quarterback, whereas the Jets, even if you're a Jet fan who wants them to draft a quarterback, it's just not going to happen. So that's the difference between the two organizations. Right. But, Ty, you don't think – a previous call brought it up. But you don't think, Ty, that it would be beneficial if the Jets, maybe even in the second round, drafted a quarterback – and just had him, you know, you're not giving up a lot, you know, drafting it in the second be. round. No, it would be. Yeah. But I, 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 right. I'm, I struggle with the guy drafting this person in the second round who's going to be, you know, a, a project because he, if he falls to the second round, he can't be this hit or miss guy, right? The, but the guy right. taking him is the general manager who also drafted Zach Wilson. No, that's true. But, Ty, it's, it's such an inexact science. And yeah. you can look it up. You know, go back, uh, and I did this with Dan Grasso the other night, we, and he went over it, and he did some good research. The top five quarterbacks, if you've been taking the top five picks in the last, like, I think he went back 20 years or something, it's incredible the amount of failures that are out there. Just oh, there are astounding. A ton. There are a ton. It's such, yeah. It's such and, then an look at, and, and then you look at guys who weren't taken in the top five, right? Like, you know, Mahomes. Uh, he right. what was he tenth and Watson like prior to all of the shenanigans in Houston he he was a great quarterback who, who was he thirteen Russell Wilson you know he was a fourth round pick so you can go Jackson. all around yeah uh, Jackson 
yeah, Lamar Jackson. The Ravens traded up in, into the 30s to grab him. He was still sitting there. So, I mean, you can go right. up and down the board to find guys who were taken out of Dak Prescott, who right now is right. Uh, people don't want to hear this in New York, an MVP candidate. He he was taken no, with a low draft pick. So I, I hear you. I hear you, Chris. You're not wrong, and I, I appreciate the call. It's just that when you are when you are sitting in a position now, if you're the Giants, right? You're three and eight. You win this game on Sunday to improve to four and eight. So so right now, you're you you. If the draft started today, you would be picking fifth. You win this game Sunday to get to four and eight. Uh, you know who else has four wins? The Rams. Where would the Rams be picking today? They'd be 13. So that's how significant like these wins are. And it could come at the cost of you potentially drafting your next franchise quarterback. And I hear you. It's not an exact science. You can get guys anywhere in the draft. But I don't think it, the results might not always benefit what I'm going to say, but you are setting yourself up for better success the higher you pick in the draft. Yes, you'll find we just went through like some quarterbacks who weren't taken with high picks. It's better to be picking higher in the draft than it is to be picking later. Like that's a fact. And that's the, the that's the the thing you struggle with as a fan because you don't want to see your team lose games. I don't want to watch the Jets lose again tomorrow. They were 4 and 3. They lose tomorrow. That's four straight losses. I watched them start last season seven and four, end the season with six straight losses. So it's like all this momentum. Then you get to the second half of the season and it falls apart. I don't want to continue to see that. It's devastating as a fan. By the way, quick update on what's happening right now in the National Football League. Uh, the Packers up twenty to six on the Lions. So the Lions are lioning again. Like, the, the Detroit Lions, with all these expectations, Harvey brought up what I thought was a great point. Like, yeah, because I, I said, you know, they are still in play for the number one seed. You look at their resume, is it all that impressive? They started the season, they beat the Chiefs, but, you know, they, they lost in overtime to the Seahawks. They got embarrassed by the Ravens. Uh, the Chargers hung 38 on them. So, yeah, 8-2, and two, you don't just, you know, dismiss 8-2. and two. But there's still a lot left for this team to prove. And being down 20-6 to six to the Packers is embarrassing. And the Packers are back in the red zone because Jared Goff just fumbled. So it's like the worst start you could have imagined uh, for the Detroit Lions. 800-919-3776. Uh, let's go to Manhattan and hit Brian. What's up, Brian? Hey, Ty. Uh, first of all, great show. And Thanks, bro. It's nice, to have, uh, it's nice to have the show on. I'm driving to my brother's for Thanksgiving, so nice. I appreciate what that. Where you headed to? So you're in Manhattan. Where you driving up to for your brothers? Far, just far as Tills. Oh, okay, okay, that's cool. Yeah, yeah it's, you know, 25 minutes. It's all good, and, uh, and I love Thanksgiving because I mean I know you're working today, but most of us have off. Most of us have Friday off. It's a really nice low it's stress. Awesome. Right, watch football. Speaking it's great. of great. Now, do you have to? Do you have to? Are you? tasked with any responsibilities or you know the brother and the, the rest of the family are going to take so, care of business and let you just chill today i bought I, I i bought some really nice flowers in astoria for my my sister-in-law oh there you go but i just bring my appetite and you know i you know if i don't curse if i don't yell for tv <laughs> that's a plus as long um, as you're well behaved you show up with some flowers it, it's good so you know it, it, it's yeah, a great yeah, time you know, you know what it's like though you got to make sure you drink just the right amount not too much <laughs> enough not to too be little. happy but not so much to get ornery 
you, you got you got to drink enough to to keep the social battery up for the rest yeah. of the day, but not too much where you're yeah. belligerent and embarrassing yourself. So so it's funny, Ty. Like so, I'm a Giants fan. Season tickets in the family. My grandparents, my parents, now me and my brother. It's been a rough go. Yeah, man. Um, I I am generally not a tank person, but. I would say this, we have very short memories. The Jets should have Trevor Lawrence as their quarterback. Yeah. They decided with Adam Gase as their coach, uh, which is a whole other issue, to you know try to win. And they beat the Rams, and, and then they were on the, of course, onto the path of not picking first. And if they had... And remember, they, they almost beat the Raiders that year. Uh, Henry Ruggs yeah, escaped for... Crazy stuff. For a crazy touchdown. Crazy stuff. And again, I don't... I don't I don't overtly want to not try. I think that's silly, but there's ways you can tank by just putting out, you know, your players the way they are as opposed to sitting people, stuff like that. But I wanted to make a comment about Aaron Rodgers. Okay. And I'm not going to lie. I don't, I don't like his social personality. I don't like him going after Kelsey. I don't like the fact that he always needs to be the center of attention. The idea that we're covering his rehab, I find it, almost impossible to fathom. But I would say this about Jets management. In okay. the offseason, they literally handed the keys to the franchise to an almost 40-something quarterback in a sport where one hit and your career is over. He has not been super-duper healthy. He wasn't last year. He didn't have a particularly good year. They trade for him as if they needed to. No one else wanted him. They bring along his, his, uh, his friends, Alan Lazard, who hasn't had a good game. Randall Cobb, I don't know what his status is. Boyle, he's not really much of a player. And now he goes down, and they're going to plan on him coming back and being fine. They're talking about signing, you know, or, or trading for Devontae, for Devontae Adams. Yep. I just find this entire approach to be really curious, but more curious is the fact that no one, no one in the media – talks about how sort of dangerous this is. I get that Jet fans want success. Who wouldn't? But to put all of this responsibility on a 40-something loudmouth who is, who is you know, in a sport where one hit and it's over, mm-hmm. I just find it odd. Well, look, I appreciate the call, Brian. Have a good time, man, in, in Forest Hills at, at your brother's house. Showing up with flowers, that's a good look for you. I, I hear you, and... and, and Nothing you said it's wrong, but, you know, to put context to it, it's a Jet organization that's missed the playoffs 12 straight years, which is, like, unfathomable in this league where there's so much turnover year to year to year, like, worst to first, roster construction. Like, to go that long without a playoff appearance is just pathetic. It's embarrassing. So when you do have a guy at that position, the most important one in all of sports— with his resume, with his cachet. And yes, there are some things that can be off-putting, right? Like the, you know, even beyond like the vaccination stuff, you know, there were some some issues he might have had in the locker room with some of his teammates and coaches. Like there, there was a lot of baggage that you were now trying to embrace. But when you're desperate and when, you know, someone of that sexy of a name comes calling to you, it, it's hard to turn that down. And, and it was the right decision. I don't want us to go back and relitigate and say, you know what, maybe we shouldn't have gone in that direction because what were the options? Zach Wilson was not your starting quarterback going forward, and he shouldn't have been your backup. 
We saw what, what that's looked like. Derek Carr, I'm sorry. Look at the Saints. They play in this, the worst division in football, and they might miss the playoffs. And he's we saw him arguing with teammates on the sideline and coaches. Derek, Derek Carr was never going to be the solution, especially in this conference with what you have at, at quarterback. And then Jimmy Garoppolo, always hurt, and then when healthy, gets benched for Aiden O'Connell, a rookie. So they just didn't have many options. They were 7-10, and 10, so there was no way to get a C.J. Stroud, right? You were a victim of your circumstances, and that puts you into a, a position to go out and get Aaron Rodgers, who, I look, I'm still on board with it. Now you got to see it play out. Now you got to see it play out. Let's hit James in Spring Valley. What's up, James? Ty, Ty, what's going on? Big shout out to the company. First off, Ty, happy Thanksgiving to you and your family. Yo, you same know, to you, bro. Get that out the way. Same to you, so dog. You got any that. big plans today? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be with the fam. The, the ladies coming over, so you know, just, uh, just kick back, relax, watching football. You know, and to answer Chantel's question, I remember like my mom, like she would be playing songs from you know, like Hall and Notes back in the day. <laughs> And like genuine too. And as a kid, I'm like, yeah, this is great. And then as I got older, I realized, yo, why was I singing yeah. that as a as a six year old? What a is bop. wrong with me? It was a tune. It was a By bop. the way, Hall of Notes, they got some uh, some some tension yeah. there. There's like a restraining order between you know, you know, between I forget who it is, but there's there's some tension going on with Hall of Notes. It's 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 crazy what's going on, man. It's crazy. But I want to add this. Obviously, you know. Both teams' season has been terrible, especially the Giants. Um, I'm very torn because I'm going to be at the game Sunday, and I, I, I can't root for them to lose, but I wouldn't be mad if they lose. So it goes into a deeper question. Going forward, going forward, like probably next three, four years, which, which, which franchise's future is brighter between the Jets and the Giants? Because – I know in the media future it's the Jets, but what about as we go long term? Like who, which, who do you trust is teams going in the right direction? Uh, it's a good question, and I appreciate the call, James. Actually, what we'll do is let's tease that going into break. Which organization has the the, the better future going forward? You know, Harvey's going to see the Giants because he's a homer, and I mean, you can't get him to be objective if his life counted on it. How could you? But it's a good question, and we'll answer that coming up. 800-919-3776. We got audio files we got to hit at the top, or I should say at the, you know, at the end of the hour. We're going to do the power. I'm excited to hear Harvey bellowing with the audio files and the power hour, filling in for Bart Scott. So you know that's going to be what they call appointment radio. Still a lot to do. Football, basketball, maybe, just maybe. Nah, I was going to say maybe we'll touch on baseball, but I'm not trying to get emotional talking about Brian Cashman and the Yankees with this whole Juan Soto thing. So it's Thanksgiving. I might have to stay away from, from the Yankees. It's nice outside, but if you want to call in and talk baseball, we can do that. Uh, but we're going until 3 o'clock right here on 98.7 ESPN. This is the Ty Butler Show on 98.7 ESPN. It's nice outside. And, you know, it's a time to, you know, spend some quality time, some QT with the family and have all of the, you know, positive vibrations flowing. 
But I also do want to send a, a special shout out to those who, and not to get somber here, but Thanksgiving sometimes can be emotional because like you look across the table and there's an unoccupied seat because someone, you know, a close family member uh, is no longer with you that you were accustomed to being around every single year. So I do want to give a shout out to those families on dealing with that. And just everyone, it's, it's a great holiday. Bask in it. It's fun. Eat all you can. Don't worry about the carbs today. You'll be able to run that off tomorrow. Watch some football. Enjoy the family time. And you know, just just have some fun. Now, I'm curious because Harvey, as we were talking before the show, said that he brought in some food. You know, he's going to be there 12 to 3, so he's got to keep himself engaged. And, you know, he's not the the most outgoing person. He can be a little bit lazy, so the food motivates him. And you mentioned, so so what do you have on your plate sitting in the studio? I've got mac and cheese uh, with shrimp. And so it's a couple of things that, uh, first of all, I, I love the, the concoction because uh, I love shrimp and mac and cheese individually. The concoction sounds awesome. But a couple of things. There is a rule at work, you realize, that you're not supposed to bring seafood because of the smell. It can be off-putting. So Chantel, do you have any issues with uh, him bringing seafood into the station? Uh, no, I do not because Harvey's food smells delicious. Oh, okay. Right but now. Harvey, just be sure that you know you got the spray for your breath because you don't want to be walking around with the fish breath. Cool. It's shrimp. What do you got? Fish from shrimp? Shrimp is a fish. That's seafood. I get it, but I like to think it's more shrimp breath than fish breath. Yeah, but it's seafood. Different breath. But I, I also, and as much as I love shrimp, man, I'm a big fan of seafood. I just never, I don't think I've ever had seafood on Thanksgiving. Is that a, a thing? Uh, it depends who you talk to. The fact that you're not, you know, you're calling me, like, lazy and not outgoing. The fact that you're not <laughs> outgoing on this world. Is, is, did anything that, was anything that I said inaccurate? Are, are you not lazy? You are lazy. 100% lazy. Did you hear, by the way, your boy Joe Leo showed up to DPH on Rothenburg um, late and, and hung over this morning? <laughs> I did hear now, well, I, no, I, I made up the hungover, hungover yeah, part. He was say. late. I just made that up. But uh, he was late. It's a tough look for my guy. <laughs> it's, it's a terrible look because, for, like, this is your shot. Like, this is a big-time show. You're working with the normal hosts, Dave and Rick, who do an exceptional job. Got lo- nothing but love for my brothers. Ray Santiago's in the building. And and your your optic, the impression you send out is that it doesn't matter enough to you to set an alarm clock the night before. Medicinal and cheap. What's going on with this guy? But was it he that brought it up first or no? I don't know. I didn't catch the beginning of the show. Because I, I know that driving. Rick and Dave got some big mouths over there. They'd be admitting yeah. everything. So I started listening at about like 8 a.m. And, you know, he was being bludgeoned to death throughout the show. Because they do the three stars at the end. And he's like, you know who's not getting a star? Joe Leo, who showed up late, just straight airing him out. But that sometimes I'll go at Dave. All right, Dave, that's unnecessary criticism. This was very necessary. How do you show up to this shift late? And I'll throw in hungover just because I want to make that up and have people thinking he was late and hungover. You're fired. But this is a professional job. What's, what's going on with your boy? Are you going to text him and give him some advice on how he could be better in the future or are you just going to let it rock? No, I'm going to let it rock. Like but that's to... supposed to be your that's your tag team partner on Saturday and Sunday morning or just Saturday mornings. All right, I'm gonna I gotta coach the guy on how to put up an alarm on his you iPhone. Sh- you shouldn't have to, but I'm I'm saying like this is your 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 blood brother. Like you, this is this is your amigo, and I think that you should 
try your best to have some type of a positive influence on him. Because I'll tell you what, and I get like the, you know, showing up early is different from showing up for a noon show. I text you, you were in studio by 1045. How about that? An hour and 15 minutes before we hit air, you were in studio ready to test all the equipment. I like to be punctual. That's one of my things. So you're better than Joe Leo. I don't know about that. I probably just say, don't, I just, just admit it. Don't be scared. He's not listening. He's doing his own thing. Just say I'm better than Joe Leo. I pride on being early. That's it. You're. Are you afraid to say that you're better than your friend Joe Leo? No, I'm not. That's a bad job by him. I, I don't think they're going to let him back. Michigan's not a rum dumb school in the Big Ten Conference. <laughs> and no that, disrespect so, to Rutgers, but we're not Rutgers. <laughs> and then RJ, <laughs> who was off today. Now, he, I, I heard that he was supposed to be off tomorrow, but now they don't trust Joe, so they're bringing in an RJ to, 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 to be in the studio with Ray. How about that? <laughs> well, you know what? I kind of think it makes sense. <laughs> so he got demoted, and, and that's really like a, a bad job by him because now you went from back-to-back days of holiday pay that time and a half to just you're just ousted. You don't even get to work tomorrow. You don't get to do the morning show. It's 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 a bad bad. That look got us for your two boy. other free breakfasts. Yeah, that's that's a bad look for your boy. Bad, very bad look. By the way, speaking of bad looks, I mentioned this like about forty minutes ago, but I that's the show, and you guys don't even realize this, almost got completely derailed. Now this is like sometime twelve fifty three, twelve fifty four. I go to a call. I'm sitting in my in the seat in the studio. I go to raise my leg up, and I just start getting cramps in my hamstrings, like debilitating cramps. Deb- Come on, don't play that. Everyone knows that Charlie horse hits differently, it, it, especially when it wakes you up in the middle of the night. But it's it's so painful, it's excruciating. Now imagine trying to do a talk show with a cramp in your hamstring. I got to tell you, we've had quite the day on the station already. <laughs> what <laughs> do you mean guy, quite the day? One guy turns up late. A man's <laughs> doing a show with a Charlie horse. He just a man's doing a show up. with cramps. I got cramps today. I'm dealing with cramps. You know, remember the Mike Tyson? Back. My back. <laughs> I broke spinal. my... A spinal. I'm dealing with cramps on the program today. So uh, I'm like, you know what? Whatever. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> so that was the left leg, right? So then 10 minutes later, as I'm preparing to tell you about the, the cramping I experienced in my left hamstring, guess what happens to the right hamstring? That starts cramping up. So now I'm sitting here. I don't know what to do. I don't know where to move my legs because I'm trying to stretch it outwardly. So if you can get the picture in your mind, I'm trying to create like a 180 degree angle with my leg. And then you, when you bring it back, when you cock it back to get that full stretch, you feel that that cramp. You know what? You try to stretch out your back. All of a sudden, you become a meme. It's wrong. Exactly. CK knows what I'm talking about. So I don't know what to do. I'm sitting here just hoping and praying that for the next hour and 20, I can get through the rest of the show without any cramping. Is this going to be like a Paul Pierce thing where we got to put out the wheelchair? Bring for out the that? wheelchair. And then even worse than that, so you know Paul Pierce goes to the, to the locker room. If I'm Paul Pierce in this scenario, you know what happened, right? We can't just air silence. We can't just play commercials for an hour and 20 minutes. You get called up to the batter's box. You ready to handle that? Uh, Sure. Uh, I you doubt and Chantel, y'all could go, y'all could go uh, as a duo the, the next hour 20? I doubt it's going to happen. We so do so what do they do if that happens? If I, if I have to bow out because of cramps, like what happens to the, the rest of, of the Barton Han show? I think we clown you. 
but well, okay, so what? But what happens on the air? Like, what do people listen to until three o'clock? If I can't do the show with with cramps, well, I'm gonna bring up some uh, some MLS. Emma, oh, yeah, people. You, you think people on their way to you know Thanksgiving dinner want to listen to MLS? Dude, there's rumors about. It's, it's, oh, like, it's like the hostel for baseball at this oh, time man. of year. MLS. So I, I, you guys are depending on me to to not do too much, you know, too many movements. Well, where are you gonna go? Legs. You got two bad hammies. Where are you gonna go? But if but if it's if like I'm experiencing it, I can't talk while I'm dealing with pain. Like You're doing that right now. Radio. No, I'm not in pain anymore right now. I'm not in pain. I, I said it happened. It actually worked out because there was a caller who was on. So he, you know, I, I let him talk as I dealt with the pain until it subsided. But what I'm saying is, like, let's say the pain returns and I can't get rid of it. Then what happened? You power what through. Do- this is going to say a lot about you if you can't power <laughs> through hamstring cramps. Man, I better get all the accolades in the world if I can get through this. That MJ flu game got nothing on what we what we going through right now. Let's go to New Jersey and talk to Kamani. What's up, Kamani? Ty, what's good? What's up, what's going on, bro? Chilling, bro. I, I speak to you on Instagram every now and then. I'll hit you up to let you know who it is. But um, so you were talking about the, the double hamstrings, right? So you got to put your legs straight to get that full flexion on the hamstring, right? Yeah, man. So one time I got double quadriceps as I had double hamstrings oh. because you're trying to flex the legs so hard. So I was just crawling on the floor, just like, you, you can't do nothing. So it's like you, you, you're, just in, you're just in that fetal position. But the problem is, like, I, I can't get in the fetal position. You, you think I can yeah. turn over the reins to Harvey Cruz and he's going to give you an hour and 50 minutes on, uh, you know, MLS? <laughs> you think that's going to happen? Appreciate the call, Kamani. You, do you think that's what the Red Bulls and the NYCFC, we can do that for the next hour 20? Of course not. Of course not. So we, we can't depend on him. We can't depend on him. What's a, what's a good time to eat today? What's that average time people start eating? Because I'm starving right now. So I'm dealing with the cramps. I'm dealing with all types of you know, issues as it relates to me being hungry. So I'm a mess. What, what's the average? Eat? If you guys weren't working today, what time would y'all be eating? You'll laugh at me. But... For as long as I've been alive, twelve o'clock before first kickoff, we would eat. Really? Yeah, my mom. That's would. pretty good. What what time? Like, what, what time did you guys start cooking in the morning? Oh, my mom be... gets up like at eight a.m. Eight a.m. and it's all done by by noon. Yeah, because well, we don't we don't go crazy. It's not a whole lot. It's like the turkey, the stuffing, a bunch of rice, a bunch of salad. Oh, okay. Yeah, then so like... not so not nothing really to write home about. Another reason why I'm never going to your house for Thanksgiving. How about you, Chantel? What, what's, what's like the average time? Because you said. You and your family do hosting annually. So what's the average time of, uh, of, of dinner? The average time of dinner is between 6.30 and 7. Like p.m.? P.m. So, so what the, so people just starve all day? I would hope nobody's starving all day, but hopefully you had like a nice breakfast. You know, you we don't a, skip meals. Are you giving like like a, a cocktail hour at appetizers? If I come to the, what time do you, like the doors open? No, nah, the doors open at six thirty, and people show up at six thirty, and food is ready at six thirty. We eat oh, okay. by six forty-five, and if somebody's running late, we're like, okay, well, they'll eat when they, when they get here. Kind so of you thing. know why I don't mind that because then, like in that scenario, you can hit up because you're definitely not the primary destination if your your kitchen's not open until six thirty. So now you can make your rounds, hit different spots up, friends, relatives, and all in the vicinity, so you can. 
get yourself up to the point where you'll be hungry again by 6.30. Because if that's your first Thanksgiving meal, what do you guys do with leftovers? Um, what do you mean? What do we do with leftovers? Because you eat early, so then that there's you know there's time and space and room for leftovers later in the day. If you're eating at six thirty, when do the leftovers happen? Y'all up till one, two o'clock in the morning? Oh yeah, no, it's like big, big things. Like oh, we're definitely big... up till two o'clock in the morning. Big Caribbean family, so by two a.m. everybody's lit, fed. There's tons of leftovers. People can take two or three plates, and we'll still have leftovers. Now I thought it was crazy when Harvey said noon, like first pitch for Thanksgiving is at noon. I'm like, well, that's that's kind of early, but six thirty. I I don't think I've ever heard someone say that the dinner starts at six thirty on Thanksgiving. Yeah, uh, you gotta pick one though. You you going to my place at noon? Oh, yeah. or you going to Chantal's at six thirty? With the dogs and the cats and the shrimp and the and the mac and cheese. Oh, that's a tough one. Well, I, I have a have cat to... named Raekwon. So, Raekwon, like, uh, is that an old to Wu Tang? Yeah, his name is Raekwon the Chef. There you go. I might have to go twelve o'clock. I don't think I'd be sitting around all day till six thirty waiting for this food. Especially, you know, if the food's ready early. Then it gives you time to make some corrections. Six thirty is late. If something just burns or, God forbid, like a, a plate falls and you got to make something all over again, now we're not eating until 9, 30, 10 o'clock. I'm good on that. So I might have to pull up on you, Harvey. There Hopefully you go. resend that invitation. 800-919-3776. We're going to hit audio files next. And this is when the legend that is Harvey Cruz is created. Because we're going to hear him do the Bart Scott impersonation. And boy, oh boy, I've, I've been waiting. I've, I've been looking forward to this. So I'm excited. I'm excited. Packers up 23-6 on the Lions. They look awful right now. All that talk about they're still in shot for the, uh, still in play for the one seed that I gave you at the top of the show. Not looking great today. We'll keep you posted on that. We've got the Commanders in Dallas to take on the Cowboys. And, of course, the Niners and Seahawks tonight. So we've got three games on the slate today in the NFL. We've got the Jets and the Dolphins tomorrow. The Tim Boyle era is upon us. We'll talk about that. And then the rest of the slate on Sunday. Big game between the Eagles and the Bills that I'm looking forward to. And, of course, the Giants and the Patriots. So still a whole lot to do as we progress through the show. Ty Butler in for Barton Hahn right here on 987 ESPN. This is the Ty Butler Show on 98.7 ESPN. Happy Thanksgiving to all from us here at 98.7 ESPN. We appreciate you rocking with us on this glorious holiday temperatures pretty good outside so has to put you in a mood we've got a football game on right now but the Lions decided not to show up to it Goff has two fumbles so far one was returned for a touchdown and his Lions trail 23 to 6 looks like they just failed on a fourth down attempt so they're just getting blown out and meanwhile for the Packers and they win this game to get to five and six. They're still, I guess, technically alive in the playoff hunt. Despite the fact that they've gotten nothing on offense so far this year. Jordan Love, I get has played better the last couple of weeks, but uh didn't really look like they were sold on him. But, you know, we'll, we'll see how the rest of the season plays out. Uh, as far as um, uh, the Jets and the Giants, we'll get back to them. But right now, it's time to step aside. And let the audio and the headlines do the talking in a segment, Harvey, we like to call Audio Files. The 
audiophile. Not bad. Not bad. You could use a little bit more bass in your voice. Would you like to try would like to hear some previous versions? Let's do it. Let's run through some of these. What we got? Audiophiles. <laughs> audiophiles. Oh man, that was not my best. Audiophiles! That was me again? That was you again. Audiophile! I can't even recognize my own voice. I'm sc- I'm not a big screamer, so when well, I gotta project that loudly. Why it's is just... that? Not a big uh, screamer, huh? <laughs> Man, I had something to say, but we got kids in the car. Uh, let's get to this audio. If you could bring the music down just a little bit. Uh, so last night, I'm on my sofa. I'm engaging in a little bit of uh, some some National Basketball Association, and I'm like, oh, Wednesday night doubleheader. Just saw the Bucks. The lose to the Celtics. Valiant comeback attempt fell short. Celtics get the win. Second leg of the doubleheader. Pretty intriguing. Got the Suns at home taking on the Golden State Warriors. Warriors, of course, uh, of course still dealing with Draymond Green's suspension. Serving the fourth of his five-game suspension. The Suns. Don't have Bradley Beal. He's played in just three games this season. So you're expecting a competitive game. What you also had to expect was, oh, wait, Chris Paul plays for the Warriors? Oh, on the officiating crew, Scott Foster? Ah, yep, welcome to the shenanigans. And then, of course, it delivered. Of course, it delivered. Chris Paul in the second quarter of this game, him and Scott Foster. So Kevin Durant driving to the basket. Drew a foul on Chris Paul. CP3 disagreed with said call. And as KD's shooting free throws, he goes to the side. Him and Scott Foster were chatting it up. Went like 45 seconds. But then you saw like the facial expressions getting more and more demonstrative. Scott Foster had enough. He teed up Chris Paul. That was not the end of the story. Because then Chris Paul, after getting the first technical foul, decided he wasn't having it. And then it felt like he just no longer wanted to be on the floor because he started hurling a word that you never can throw at a grown man and expect there to be no repercussions for it. So Scott Foster teed him up again. Out goes Chris Paul. He gets ejected. We know there's a lot of history there. And here's Chris Paul on the beef with him and Scott Foster. Yeah, it's it's personal. Yeah, we had a situation some years ago and it's personal. The league know, everybody know, it's been a meeting and all that, and it's just a situation with my son, and so it's, yeah, we, yeah, so I'm I'm okay with a ref talking, you know, saying whatever, saying just don't use a tech to get your point across. Yeah, so I was conflicted because in that moment, as I'm watching it live, we all know, us, us who watch the NBA, there's a clear history. We don't know the intricacies of it, but there's a history between CP3 and Scott Foster that goes back years and years, even to the point where it's made itself, you know, shown in, in gambling, where you start to have the gambling experts put up the, the, the win-loss record of, of CP3's teams and games officiated by Chris Paul. But this was the first time that I had ever heard that it was personal to the extent where, you know, his son is involved. And, you know, all of us parents out there, once your kids get involved and, and you feel that there's a, a certain line that has been crossed that's so blatant and flagrant that you just can't ignore. All bets are off. Now, I'm not excusing for, you know, him of using the word that he used in the direction of Scott Forster during an NBA game, a game that your team could very well um, 
take advantage of with the Suns not at full strength. The Warriors had been struggling. Lost, what, five of the last six games? No Draymond. You would love to see Chris Paul be able to stay in there. But he let his emotions get the best of him. And he was ejected in that game last night. The Suns, however, uh, had a, a big lead. What was it, up to 28 points? That almost completely evaporated. But they were able to stave off the Warriors' comeback. They win 123-115. to Suns improved to 9-6 and on the season. Meanwhile, the Warriors dropped to two games under 500. The next game they play will be the final of Draymond Green's suspension. On we go. Sticking in the association, I got to be honest, this is something I had never seen before. Greg Popovich, as Kawhi Leonard is taking free throws, Kawhi returns to San Antonio. Again, you know the Spurs fans got no love for him because of how that situation played out. Greg Popovich, during an NBA game, a regular season NBA game, a game that counts, goes to the microphone, and I'll let you hear what he has to say. Excuse me for a second. Pops on Can the we mic. stop all the boo and let these guys play? It's not who last. It's not who we are. Knock off the boo. So part of me respects it because, you know, Popovich is, I want to call him classy, but then you go back to like those sideline interviews where he was just all mean and rude and ornery. But I respect what he's trying to do. Fam. I am a paying customer. You're not going to sit up there and tell me whether or not, you know, what I can do with my lips while I'm at an NBA game in a professional arena. If I want to boo Kawhi Leonard because I've got issues with how his tenure ended in San Antonio and I'm a diehard Spurs fan, I'm a boo Kawhi Leonard. That's going to happen. And then, by the way, after, which I guess (laughs) I kind of respect the first Spurs fans for doing this. The boos got even louder. Even louder. Because they 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 thinking about this the same way that I did. Pop, we love you. We respect you, bro. You're the OG, man. You're you're maybe the greatest coach in NBA history. We're going to let these boos ring off. That's what's going to happen. And you know who's not going to stop it? Greg Popovich. It's just because he grabbed the microphone. I've never seen that in an NBA game. Uh, but it was, it, it was crazy. Here was his explanation. Why did you tell fans to stop booing? You don't poke the bear. But you, you told the fans that it was... I just, I just told you why I did it. What? Can you clarify that, though? What, I, I, I spoke English. I just told you. you Anybody have... that knows anything about sports knows you don't poke the bear. That's my answer. You don't poke the bear. Kawhi Leonard uh, ended up scoring 26 points in a 109-102 victory for the Los Angeles Clippers, who had been struggling, but have well, now won, what, three straight games to kind of get this back on track but that was a very very weird moment out in san antonio here was Kawhi leonard on the spurs fans if i don't have a spurs jersey on they're probably gonna boo me for the rest of my career but i mean it is what it is like i said um you know they're they're, uh, one of the best fans in the league and um they're very competitive and once i step on this basketball court out here they're, they're gonna show uh that they're going for the other side and when I'm on the streets or going in the restaurants, they show love. So um, it is what it is. Yeah, I think Greg uh, Popovich made it a bigger deal than it had to be. They're going to boo him. They don't like what happened. In 2016, that, that massacre run they had that was ended by Zaza Pachulia in the playoffs against, actually it was 2017 in the playoffs you know, against the Warriors. He was never the same. 
he was an MVP candidate that year, and then, you know, things fell apart. So the Spurs fans have a right to feel the way that they do. And Popovich getting all in your feelings, I don't think that that was the best thing to do, especially to guy, uh, to people, everyone, who earned the right to, to boo him. They, they weren't saying anything derogatory. They weren't hurling expletives at him. It wasn't disrespectful. They were just booing him. That's all there is to it. Before we hit a break, man, uh, don't allow Jim Ursay to ruin your Thanksgiving because when I heard what he had to say, I got annoyed yesterday. So I said, you know what? I got to talk about this on the show tomorrow. Here was Jim Ursay yesterday. I believe this is uh, HBO, right, Harvey? Real Sports was doing a sit-down interview talking about, you know, what he had going on, the legal issues. Here would, here's what Jim Ursay had to say. I am prejudiced against because I'm a rich white billionaire. If I'm just the average guy down the block, they're not pulling me in. Of course that. Do you know what it's going to sound like if people hear you say they're prejudiced against a rich white billionaire? I don't billionaire? care what it sounds like. It's the truth. I can give a damn what people think how anything sounds or sounds like. The truth is the truth. Yeah, the truth is the truth. You know what they say. Uh, the group most discriminated against in America... The rich white billionaires. Yeah, that's that's a saying that's been going on for centuries. And, and you listen to him, and part of me wants to feel like he has to be trolling because you can't be that dumb, right? Like, you can't be that tone deaf. He had the audacity to, during an interview airing on HBO, claim that he was arrested for DUI because of prejudice against white billionaires? Fam. If America didn't have both a race and a social problem, this would be highway comedy. But staring in the face of all of that and what we've always known to be true, racial and social injustices that continue to be this nation's undoing, it's classless. It's disrespectful. And you sound ridiculous. So let's opine. He admitted that he was dealing with discomfort in his hip because he had just gotten surgery. He said he had painkillers and a sedative in his system at the time he was driving. This dude was drunk, high, and in possession of illegal pills. Had 30 racks in his car, driving 10 miles per hour in a 35 mile per hour speed zone. He was stopping in the roadway, he failed to signal, then he had troubles reciting the alphabet, failed various sobriety tests, but the reason you got pulled over was because of discrimination against a white guy with a lot of money what an absolute clown come on jim and then he's going at oh he was going at kim martin on twitter yesterday with all types of you know spelling issues come on you just look like a fool man you look like an absolute fool america ton of problems i mean we could spend all day listening to issues plaguing this great country Still a great country, but we got a lot of issues. We could spend all day listening. Prejudice against white billionaires during traffic stops? That ain't one of them, Chief. That ain't one of them. 800-919-3776. That's audio files. Thank you to Harvey. Thank you to Chantel. We'll get back to the phone calls at 800-919-3776. The Packers up 26-6 on the Detroit Lions as time expires uh, it's actually 23 to 6. See, I got ahead of myself. I thought the Packers were going to hit that field goal, but they missed it. And time expires in the first half. So 23 to 6, Green Bay leads Detroit, uh, heading into halftime. 
We'll get back to the phone calls. Hit me up on Twitter. I'm at Ty D. Butler. Instagram as well. We'll talk Jets. We'll talk Giants. Talk a little in-season tournament. So still a whole lot to do in hour number three coming up right here on 98.7 ESPN.